We turn to coffee so quickly for solutions to our overwhelm, our stress, for clarity. And here's the thing, try the water and even try meditation. In those moments that you think, I need a coffee, see if the water can do it for you or see if a two-minute meditation can do it for you. Replace your coffee time with meditation time. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. I want to know, have you considered meditation before but felt like life was just too busy to take the time to do it? Or maybe you gave it a try but then didn't feel like you knew how to do it correctly? Now, I remember when I first started meditating, I would sit down in a chair, close my eyes, get my mantra, and I would start saying my mantra. But then thoughts would start racing through my head, like, ooh, what are we making for dinner? Or did I call so-and-so back? Or, oh my gosh, I'm not even meditating anymore. Get back to the mantra. And what I've learned by my dear friend, Emily Fletcher, who is the creator of Ziva Meditation, and I've had her on the show before, is that that is totally normal. So what if I said there was no right way to do it and you could just do it in just two minutes? Now, are you interested? Now, one of the greatest benefits of meditation is the ability to become more productive by lowering stress levels in the body. And that is exactly what my expert guest is going to be teaching us today. Today, I am talking with meditation expert, Karen Salmonson, and we are discussing hacking happiness and longevity with a two minute meditation. Before we get into this, some important facts to consider, and this is why I am so fascinated with meditation. Number one, meditation is the single most powerful stress relieving tool available by natural means. Number two, meditation is actually quite easy to do, and we can do it throughout the day. It doesn't have to be any particular amount of time, and today what we're going to be focusing on is just two minutes. And let me tell you, I can do anything for two minutes, even burpees. Now, getting stressed is not necessarily bad for you, but staying chronically stressed out is highly toxic. And here's the deal. When the body is in fight or flight mode, mental capacity decreases, hormones become imbalanced, and your gut is adversely impacted. And what I know for sure is that on average, we tend to go into fight or flight mode, what I call survival mode, at least 50 times a day, whether you're getting a crazy text message or you're running late for a meeting or you've got to meet a deadline. But there's something you can do about that. Meditation reduces stress and allows you to get back into balance. We're talking about hormones, brain function, gut function, all of it. Even a two-minute meditation instantly reduces stress, especially paired with essential oils like lavender and cedarwood. And I don't know about you, but I would rather up the ante and do both. You will also experience more focus, improved mood, and you will feel more alert. That's what I love so much about meditation is that two minutes of a reset recharges your brain, recharges your energy levels, and gets you back in the game, especially at three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, what I love most about Karen's teaching is that she has taken a lot of the woo out of meditation, and she is going to show you how to reset your brain and to create greater happiness and productivity, which I don't know about you, but I think we all need. Now, before we get into this conversation with Karen, which I am so excited about because she makes it so easy. I mean, she brings in the ease and grace into all of it. 
first what I wanna do is I wanna celebrate you. I have one particular healing rock star, Stephanie Walters, who I am excited to shout out on her win that she shared with me on IG, that is Instagram, just a couple days ago. And this is what Stephanie had to say. The Essentially You podcast is the number one resource for women's health. Dr. Marisa's interviews with the best experts and they break down the nitty gritty that most doctors won't even tell you. From her episode with Dr. Terry Walls, I learned that there are powerful ways to manage and heal my autoimmune disease. I have implemented Dr. Walls' protocols and Dr. Marisa's hormone detox program and the pain and discomfort that I was dealing with with my lupus flare-ups have significantly reduced. I know that I still have a ways to go in my healing journey, but I feel more confident that I'm going to get into remission for good. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing this powerful win that you're experiencing. I know that lupus is quite complicated and difficult to treat, and I am so excited that you feel like you're getting closer and closer to remission. And I want you to say, I am holding space for your healing journey because I know you're going to get there. Now, if you're listening, Stephanie, I would love to gift you a signed copy of my book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, because part three of my book really supported my Hajimoto's autoimmune journey, and I would love it to help support you too. Just reach out to me on Instagram, at Dr. Marisa, or you can find me on Facebook as well. Now, if you are listening, if this is your first show, then I am so happy to have you on. This podcast is all about empowerment, and it will help you along the way. And I would absolutely love to shout you out. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you plug into. That way, not only can I continue to support your journey and know exactly what you're looking for, but I can also support more women who are ready to step into their power and become the CEO of their health. Now, before I bring on Karen today to talk about this two-minute meditation that not only reduces stress levels, but creates happiness and longevity, I want to quickly sing her praises. Karen Salmonson is a former stressed-out advertising senior VP, an award-winning designer turned healthy living expert, best-selling author, and longevity research geek. After leaving her leading career in the advertising industry, Karen stepped out as a successful writer and designer of books. She became a multi-best-selling author, has sold over 2 million copies of her books internationally, and has gained a loyal following for almost 2 million people. She's also studied yoga and meditation and now uses her knowledge to teach everybody to live a stress-free life with the ideas found in her latest book, Instant Calm. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the title of Karen's new book, Instant Calm, because that is what so many of us are looking for. So let's welcome Karen to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Karen Salmonson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I am so happy to have you on. I am so happy to be discussing your zone of genius, which is all about hacking happiness and longevity, which I don't know about you girls, I think we all need, with a two-minute meditation. So what I want to do before we get into this beautiful conversation of ease and grace, I want to talk a little bit about yourself and what, what inspired you to do this work to serve people at this capacity. Well, that's a zigzag of a journey that I've been on, 
But I've always loved psychology, even as a child. My mom used to go to pick up my dad at this train station, uh, the Jenkintown train station. And I'd go inside and get magazines and I would get Psychology Today and Mad Magazine. Back then we read Mad Magazine. It was a very funny humor magazine. And in some ways, the books that I write are a combination. If you put Mad Magazine and, and Psychology Today in a blender and pressed frappe, you'd get what I do. I'm a research geek. When I love meditation, I love it because it not only works, I understand the science behind why it works. So I share my tools, but I share it with humor. And I'm also a designer and I I throw in design. So I do what I call self-help for people wouldn't be caught dead doing self-help because it's got the research, it's got the humor, and it's got like design that makes it fun to read. Mm, I love that. That is so intriguing. I think that is wonderful. And I know that you've had a really incredible journey just getting to that place, you know, in your previous career and everything that you've done. Was it because of your previous career that you decided? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't, I mean, because I could ramble about this for a while. So I just sort of like told you the the train station story. But as I got older, I, I wound up going into advertising because I loved psychology and I loved visuals and film. And I thought, oh, it would be fun to do commercials and everything. But then I wasn't happy in advertising. It was very political. And I joked that I could drink a glass of water and it would spurt out the knife holes in my back because there were so many like aggressive people in the world of advertising. So I continued to read all these psychology books. And I even did meditation back then. There was transcendental meditation was very big and biofeedback. I was always interested in all of these things. So I quit and I wrote my first book, which was a novel. It was a funny novel, but it did have some information in there about things like visualization and the power of positive thinking. So it was always kind of in my work, even in my first book. And then from there, I was reading all of these books, these self-help books, but I was always slightly embarrassed to be reading them. So I would rip off the covers in cafes and read them with the cover off. And then suddenly the advertising girl in me thought, you know what, someone should do self-help for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing self-help or self-help that that you could give to a friend as a gift. They're not going to be insulted. They're not going to punch you because it looks kind of cool. So I took my love for this psychology tools and happiness tools, and I I decided to create books in, in this manner using my skills from advertising, my design skills, my creative director skills. I quit advertising. I quit before I even started doing this. And then nowadays, this is what I do for a living. I research, write, and design books that help people to live their best lives. Mm, I love that. I love living your best life. And I think leveraging the power of meditation, even a two-minute meditation, and we're going to talk about how powerful and profound a two-minute meditation is, can really help us create that. So I know, and you know, we both know that there are a lot of people out there who don't think they have time for meditation. They don't think that they should do medication or they simply just hate medi- meditation because they think that there's this perfect way to do it and they haven't nailed how to do it. 
So what is the advice to people to give them some context, right? Because I've always been told that there is no specific way to perfect meditation. It's all about just continuing to, to make it a practice. But what is your advice to people who hate to meditate or don't have time to meditate and or looking for ways to incorporate it with a little bit more ease and grace? Well, I know that from my clients, a lot of them, when I say, you got to meditate, they say that they don't have time or they don't know if they're doing it right. So in my mind, it's always better to be a saint for two minutes than for like an hour. You know, it's easier to do something for two minutes than try to do it for an hour. And you're more likely to do something for two minutes than if you give yourself an unrealistic expectation. So to start off with small two-minute meditations, it's a great way to get yourself into the habit. And the meditations that I wrote about in my book, my newest book, Instant Calm, are what I call sensory meditations. And they're each based on your five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing. And they're fun to do. I kind of gamified it. People are more likely to do something if they feel like it's fun. So that's what these tools are. And they're a way that you can multitask them into the day. Like um, right before I, I came on this uh, call with you, I did one of my, what I call my shower power meditations, which is a touch meditation. It's G-rated. And you go into the shower and you become aware of the feel of the water on you. The, the, uh, how strong the current is or not strong the current is, the temperature, hot, cold, does it fluctuate a little bit? Then you use your body you know, wash and how does that feel soft or a loofah that feels scratchy? But this is my favorite part about it. It's this mental thought that you are washing away your troubles and fears. And so as you wash yourself, you imagine them washing off of you and going down the drain. And you look down at the drain and you're like, bye-bye troubles, bye-bye fears. And when you step out of the shower, you tell yourself you're leaving your troubles behind. And it's a great way to multitask in meditation while you're doing something you normally would do, which is take a shower. And you get out of the shower, you feel very relaxed. Oh, I love that. You know what? I, I do something very similar to that, but I incorporate like a little essential oil spray in the shower mm. too, with like eucalyptus and lavender and lemongrass. And it just also gets me in that space of just kind of letting things go or setting the tone for how I want to feel. And it just kind of amplifies that experience a little bit more for me. Yeah, I write a lot about the power of smell and the sensory meditations on smell in Instant Calm. And some of my favorites that have been researched to help with relaxation are actually one of them is, is vanilla. They did a study here in New York. There was um, a hospital, and whenever they invited people to do an MRI, you have to get into one of those little tunnels. People got all stressed out and nervous. And, you know, so what they decided to do was use aromatherapy to help these people to feel more relaxed once they were inside of like the slightly claustrophobic MRI machine. So they tested a bunch of different essential oils, and the one that won was vanilla. And now they use that one to this day. I mean, they always ask first in case somebody has a personal aversion to vanilla. So I love vanilla. And so that's one of the ones that I use. And there's a bunch of different sensory meditations you could do with vanilla. You can use it, take just the bottle itself, and you could breathe in, inhale for four seconds to the words, I am stronger than my challenges. Think it in your mind. And then exhale for four seconds. My challenges are making me stronger. So I'm stronger than my challenges. 
and my challenges are making me stronger. And you use that as a four second timing device. You know, those words for breathing in, inhale, exhale with the smell of vanilla. And it's very relaxing. Oh, that sounds amazing. I just love that. I'm so glad I, I mentioned that. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, and I love smells. I have them all over my apartment. You walk in and you get a whiff of something. I also love grapefruit essential oil. I love mixing grapefruit and vanilla together. I mean, I, I kind of, I really have a thing for, for smells. I really do. Hmm, that sounds incredible. And I think you're absolutely right. Smell is so directly connected to the limbic system and our emotional well-being, our cognitive function. So I can see how, how they play into this and how powerful they can be into this work as well. Yeah, definitely. And I have one, I have one. This if somebody says, Oh, I don't have time for meditation, or meditation's boring or not fun. Here's one that will make a, a believer out of people. It's a dark chocolate meditation right? So you always got time for chocolate, right? So dark chocolate has something in it that's um, good for serotonin, you know, and it's been researched to be good for your mood. So I picked dark chocolate. I guess you could conceivably do it with regular chocolate because the point of it is not the chocolate. The point of it is to use the delicious taste of it as a one-pointed focus. Now, a lot of meditations, why people think they're boring is because like you're supposed to, for example, stare at a candle flame you know, flickering and just try to, you know, stay one pointed on the candle flame. But in this case, the one pointed focus is on the taste of the chocolate in your mouth. So you take a small chunk and you put it in your mouth, can't chew it. You let it melt in your mouth. And for the time it takes to melt, which is about two minutes, you focus on the taste. And whenever your busy chattering monkey mind starts to wander off to a problem or a fear, you just bring your mind back to the taste of the chocolate. And you do that until the chocolate melts in your mouth. And that takes about two minutes. And it's, it's kind of like training wheels for meditation. Because it's like, okay, well, I can concentrate on the taste of chocolate. So after you do that for two minutes, you get better able to master your thoughts. Oh, I love that. I, I think that that type of meditation is not only a form of self-care, but it connects to so many senses in that experience. Yes, it does. It does. I was thinking with chocolate because it's so filled with polyphenols and, and a lot of antioxidants that it's also very stress relieving as well. Well, that's why I chose dark chocolate. Yeah, for all of those reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so glad. I love being on the same page. Okay, so you know, we talked about some advice on how to get people to start meditating, but I want to talk about meditation in terms of helping to create a calmer and more happier daily basis. So I, you know, it's always nice to talk about the benefits or what we can create by doing meditation. Throughout the day, whether it's a chocolate meditation or an aromatherapy meditation or the shower meditation, you know, these are all so very actionable and very doable. How do they begin to expand our emotional well-being? Well, there's a lot of studies that say, John Hopkins says that meditation can be just as effective as some antidepressants when it comes to improving people's moods and helping them with kind of mild or moderate levels of depression. UCLA has done research that meditation actually kind of plumps up the gray matter volume in your brain is how they describe it. And that changes your brain for the better and it helps you to calm down and it helps you to even be better at learning things. If you meditate before, if you're out there and you're studying for something, if you meditate 
before you sit down to learn, you your your brain is clearer and more focused, and you're better able to retain the information. Hmm, that makes more sense. So, talk to me about the cognitive aspects of that. So, meditation. I always think about a lot of my my, you know, the women listening in terms of struggling with brain fog, struggling with memory, struggling with focus, maybe being able to get a lot of the tasks done that they want to do each day. How does meditation tie into productivity? Well, the clearer your brain, the better the productivity. I mean, I think of meditation, quite frankly, as a time management tool because you don't have to work longer hours. You just have to work smarter hours, you know? And if your brain is clear, you're not going to make as many mistakes. So you get done work faster because you don't have to do do-overs. And you might come up with like, you know, a great insight or a solution that helps you to like speed ahead of what you were going to do in the first place. So I, I definitely, I love doing morning meditations because I want to start off with that advantage. So do you recommend, I have a, a good friend of mine, her name is Emily Fletcher, and she preaches Ziva meditation. And she talks about how we should start our day with a meditation in the morning and in the afternoon to kind of continue that productivity. Do you recommend mostly morning or should we, if we're feeling like we're kind of zoning out, we're feeling like a zombie at the computer, that maybe we should take another moment and reset? Definitely. Resetting is very key. Some of those times where you think you want a cup of coffee, you just want like a cup of meditation. You know, you just have to get your brain clear. You have to walk away. You know, the same way that if your computer isn't working or some technology isn't working, you have to unplug and then replug. We have to do that with ourselves. You know, we have to get up even just walking away from the scene of something helps you to even think in new ways. You know, if you're stuck dealing with a problem, change the setting, go for a walk. It could be a walking meditation or an eyes closed meditation. One of the two minute meditations in the book, a lot of the meditations in instant calm have been termed grounding, grounding meditations, grounding tools. So wherever you are, you can just stop, close your eyes and then listen for three sounds. And you might think, well, there's nothing. I'm in a quiet room, but there's always something. It could be the sound of um, the air conditioning. It could be the sound, I have a dog. If, I, if I'm really quiet, I can hear him. I can hear him breathing or walking. You know, there's always something. And when you, you, you focus and try to listen for three different sounds, that becomes a grounding meditation for you that brings you back fully to the present, fully mindful. And that helps to clear your brain a little bit. Hmm. Now, I find in the afternoon, especially, that we can be extremely unconscious of us kind of hitting the wall. Is there any recommendations around, should we set a chime on our phone? Kind of like a little reminder. I think sometimes People just keep just staring at the computer and they don't realize that they need to get up and reset, right? And unless, unless that, that thought is, oh my gosh, I need a cup of coffee, maybe in that moment we should reprogram to think, okay, I need to just reset for a couple of minutes, kind of reboot the brain so that I'm back in the, in the game, I'm, I'm sharp and focused again. Yes. Well, I, I guess the answer is yes and yes to both of these. Like if, if you really do feel that you're in a brain fog, then you don't have to wait for the timer to go off. You could say, oh, okay, this is when I need to do a little meditation. But at the same time, uh, people are more likely to do something if they schedule it, they take it seriously. And you might just forget, you might just be like sitting at the computer working away and kind of 
sadly accepting that you're feeling that your stress is your new normal and like not recognizing that there's a way out of it. So if you set the alarm, you're like, oh, I'm doing it again. I need to take a break. I need to, you know, do it like a mind reset. So it is good to set the timer. But by all means, if you're just feeling it, if you're feeling the overwhelm, you know, you don't have to wait for the timer to go off to get yourself out of it. Yeah, I figured either know yourself or know that moment, or if you do not know, because it's so unconscious, maybe set a little chime so that you have that little reminder of kind of resetting. Sometimes people feel like they need a coffee break. And I've got a lot of things to say about that because I am a, hi, my name is Karen and I am a coffee addict. I mean, I love coffee. So, but here's the thing. Sometimes if your energy is starting to feel droopy, you don't need coffee, you need water you need to hydrate. Sometimes people feel stress because they're dehydrated. So drinking the water gives you the energy. It also helps you to de-stress. And we turn to coffee so quickly for solutions to our overwhelm, our stress, to, for clarity. And here's the thing, try the water and even try meditation in those moments that you think, I need a coffee. See if the water can do it for you or see if a two-minute meditation can do it for you. Replace your coffee time with meditation time for all those people that say, I don't have time to meditate. Well, you have time for the cup of coffee. Take that time. Take a habit that you're already doing and then replace that for a couple of days with the two-minute habit of meditation and see if that gives you better energy and clarity than the coffee would. I think that's such a great idea to kind of test to see how you do. Absolutely. I want to just shift gears a tiny little bit. I want to talk a little bit about, I know that meditation plays a big role in longevity and a part of the conversation we're going to have today is around longevity as well. And this is an area that you have focused a lot in. I think probably why you kind of shifted the way that you're living your lifestyle, even your career is probably actually create more longevity in your body along with the happiness. So tell me about some tips and tricks, not only for living your best life, but also for living your best life as long as possible? <laughs> well, I am a late in life mom. I struggled for a while to get pregnant. And then I was trying, you know, purposefully trying. And then I had my little miracle guy. I got pregnant at, at 49, <laughs> popped him out at 50, and he's healthy happy, fantastic child. And I'm a very lucky mom uh, to be blessed with this miracle. And I promised him as he was growing up, you know, and he knew that, you know, I'm a late in life mom. I said, I'm going to do everything possible to live to a hundred. And he asked me to live to 200, but I bargained him down to 100. And then he accepted my counter offer, thankfully. And then I went on a quest. I, I started to interview all these different people on longevity and research. I mean, just I'm a definite research geek. And so I just read piles of research on longevity. And I turned that into a book called Life is Long, which was a bestseller. And, and um, the Instant Calm book is officially launching August 27th. The Life is Long book is already out, but you can, can pre-order Instant Calm. But what was interesting for me when I was researching longevity, I have two sections of the book, Mind and Body. A lot of the things that lead to living longer have to do with your, your mindset, your mind, and stress, and how stress affects the body. And when I went to then research Instant Calm, I kept finding stuff about how 
meditation helps longevity. So in some ways, it's almost like the two books are very interconnected. Meditation helps you live longer. And if you want longevity tools, you can't just focus on what you feed your body. You also have to focus on what you feed your mind and how you caretake your thoughts. Mm, I love that. And this is a lot of what you go into, into this new book. Is that correct? In instant calm. Yes. Yes. And I studied to be a meditation teacher. I, I did this because, okay, so remember right before I said it was zigzagging and then I was just trying to figure out just how much to say because I could talk for a long time about my, my journey to doing what I do now. But I, I was definitely an anxiety sufferer. Okay, so I should get that out there. But the way that I was, I was dealing with it was stress eating. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do, I just, I would just stress eat, you know? And when I became pregnant, I guess I was like nervous about the baby because I'd had trouble getting pregnant before. And I just was, you know, I stress ate through my pregnancy and I gained a lot of weight. And then after my little guy was born, I still had left some, I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant. So then I still didn't lose all of it. And my son was about two years old. And I remember shopping and I went to try on a dress and it was too small. So I had to go up a size and then I had to go up another size. I was like in such denial of like the fact that I still had this weight on me. So I said to the saleswoman, I said, oh, I guess I still have to lose my pregnancy weight. She said, oh, your mom, how old? And I said, two. And she said, oh, two months. They're so cute at two months. And I said, no, two years. And then it was at that point I realized I shouldn't call it my pregnancy weight. I should call it the truth. I, I should call it my, I eat too much crappy food weight you know, because I was stress eating. So I then went on a quest, again, my research, to figure out why I was stress eating and how to deal with that. So I stopped stress eating, but I still had the anxiety. And I had to find, you can't just stop the habit. You also have to do what I call stop and swap. You You have to find a healthy way to deal with anxiety. So I decided, I always loved meditation, I was gonna meditate more. And then I decided to sign up to become a yoga and meditation teacher. And I didn't want to do it because I wanted to actually teach classes. I wanted to do it because I'm a writer, I'm a researcher, and I really wanted to deepen my practice. So I studied to be a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. And in that world of studying to be a meditation teacher, I learned every kind of meditation there was. And then that's when I discovered these sensory meditations and wound up loving them the most. So I took from all the meditations I did, I took my favorites and I took the easiest and most fun. And that's what I put into Instant Calm. I love that. And I love that it was a part of your own journey and also that it was based on a goal that you wanted to live your best life for your family. For my son. Yes. I also, I've got, I realize as I'm talking how much of a research geek I am, I love books. And so I guess it's why I, I write them. I also did not want to be one of these moms that yells a lot. That's always been on my priority list. I, I started reading all these positive parenting books too. So I need to be able to master my thoughts and master my mood to be the best parent that I can be. So when things get stressful, I handle them in, a, in the most loving way. So 
me learning how to be calm during stressful times as a mom was very important for me as a mom to be the kind of mom that I prioritize being. Mm, I love that. I love the intention of what you wanted to create and in that process and all the lessons that you've learned. And I love that you've incorporated it into this book as well, because so many of us are trying to figure out how to create that longevity. I mean, so much of this conversation, so much of this, this podcast overall is about helping women in particular, not only become the CEO of their health, but also how we can live our best life for as long as possible. And that you have interwoven not only these beautiful little techniques throughout the day, but also mindset around what you want to create for the future? Like, I guess there's a mindfulness about even this is the kind of parent I want to be. This is how I want to be during a day. And I also believe I'm not one of these people that thinks that creativity has to have struggle. I, that's never worked for me. I, I write my best and I'm my creative when I'm feeling calm and happy. And that's when the good creativity comes out of me. So I also need to be able to master stress and master anxiety to do my best work. And I prioritize my work too. I mean, I I really do want to do books I'm proud of and excited about. I want to help people. So I put my all into a book. I love design and I really... I care about the details of like the artwork and and I can only really create the best work if I'm feeling like my happy favorite me. You know what I mean? Mhm. I agree. So that it that's when you're in your most inspired state. Yes. So I have to get myself into that inspired state to create my best work which makes me feel happy and then it's an upward momentum instead of downward spiraling. You know, the more I'm upward spiral, the better everything gets, you know, be the best mom I need to be in my place of calm and, and clarity and my happiest self and, and meditation has consistently helped me to be that, to tap into the best version of me. I love that. Well, is there any inspirational kind of experience or last words that you can share with us. I very much resonate with everything you say. It makes so much sense to me because I am trying to live on that plane as well. But is there any any last words of wisdom that you can share with us if people are still trying to figure out how to begin to incorporate this? Because for some, this is still very new. There's a lot of, of worthiness that's attached or lack of worthiness that's attached to doing this type of work. Anything that you can leave us with? Well, the reason why I wanted to create two minute meditations is it's really like no excuses. <laughs> you know, you always can find two minutes, even if you just set your alarm to go off two minutes earlier, even if you do it while you're lying in bed. Your first, your two minutes could be the alarm goes off and you lay there, you're already kind of in this like meditative state and you do one of the two minute meditations while your eyes are closed and you're lying in bed and you can find those two minutes there or the shower meditation that you can do with 
you know, it's very easy to do or carrying around a bottle of essential oil with you and then you can do it. So you can always find two minutes. And then from there, there's the practice of the Kaizen, small changes over time, bring you big changes over time. You can do the two minutes and you can just keep it at two minutes. But those two minutes a day will start to create a ripple effect into your life. But who knows, after you start the two minutes and you're like, okay, I can do this. Next day, you might move it to three and then four and then five. And the next thing you know, you could be doing much longer meditations. I love that. That little one step at a time, those little steps, right? That create all of those big wins. Karen, honey, can you tell us where we can find your book? I know you said it's available for pre-order as we speak. Anywhere else that we can find it or we can connect to you? My last name is Salmonson, Karen Salmonson. Everybody mangles it and says Salmonson. So I'm always saying, not salmon, not salmon. So my website is notsalmon.com. And my Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter, it's all not salmon. And then Instant Comp, my book, is sold everywhere. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, bookstores, if people still go to bookstores. <laughs> I, I still go to bookstores. I, I don't love know. Bookstores. I love bookstores. I am such a reader and I love physical books. I'm a, a very big physical. I always have a big purse. I always have a book inside of my purse at any given times. I read books in line. I read books pretty much everywhere and anywhere in my car when I'm waiting for something. So for me, supporting indie bookstores is such an important part. So yes, definitely. I hope people and always encourage people to go into their local bookstores too. Yes, definitely. Thanks for adding that. Yes, let's support our local bookstores. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Karen, honey, thank you so much for coming on. And I love your website. I love, I love the, the idea around that. I'm so excited to, to link people over to your book because, again, I think this is a lot of what many of us, I know me, are looking for. And the way that you have done this is with such ease and grace, because I know that you've had to do that for yourself. And it's so interesting. I always tell people when, when, you know, when I figured out ways to do it for me, no matter, you know, if I'm too, if I'm so busy doing this or I'm running around doing that, and I'm always trying to find these simple ways to help elevate the way that I'm living. And that is exactly what you've done. So I'm really grateful to have you on today. Oh, well, thank you. And it's a joy to be here. I love what you do. And you're just wonderful at, at interviewing and, and keeping a real lovely conversation. I really enjoyed this. Oh, thank you, my dear. Well, I look forward to talking to you soon. So what do you think? Are you convinced? Are you down to try a two-minute meditation, whether it's in the shower or it's at work or kind of getting where you fit in? I know I am. Plus, I am already meditating and I'm excited to try all the different techniques that Karen shared with us today because I think that they are perfect for different times of the day, especially to set the tone for the day. Now, I have experienced a profound decrease in stress due to my meditation practice, particularly in the morning and in the afternoon. I find that if I can set the tone for my day in the morning, I am a rock star. And then in the afternoon, as I've completed the majority of my things, to reset again has been huge. And let me tell you, I can absolutely find two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the afternoon. And if I can find those two minutes, I know that you can too. Now, if you're looking for more techniques, I think that Karen's newest book, Instant Calm, again, I just love that name, is such a great place to start because she really does break down not only how to leverage all of these wonderful little two-minute meditation 
practices, but also how she's created some wonderful tricks to not only increasing happiness, which I think is what we all want, but also increasing longevity. You know, I love that she is on that longevity mission because she is doing it for her son. I think that is amazing. Now you can grab Instant Calm for pre-order in my show notes in this episode, and that is going to be drmarisa.com episode 119. Or you can just go to my website, drmarisa.com slash podcast and pull up 119 to find Instant Calm. You can also find it on Amazon in case you want to go directly there. I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in on the Essentially You podcast. You are such an inspiration for this podcast. I get so many ideas from you. That's why I bring in such incredible experts. Now, coming up on the next episode, I am personally jumping on and I'm talking about a topic that I have been dying to cover in great detail, and that is my top 10 supplements for hormone balance, not only to improve energy and overcome brain fog, but also to address hot flashes, to address menstrual cramps. I mean, I am going to go into detail about what supplements do what or what supplements we should just be taking every single day that majority of us are feeling very depleted on, including supplements that I am also taking that I think are phenomenal. So we're going to be getting into that in the next episode. And until then, Have an amazing day.